on Jazz FM. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Very good afternoon, as it is, to Jeff Halley, who's in uh, Singapore. Very good afternoon to you, Jeff. Um, uh, we're going to couch everything in, in your theme of your note this morning, which is about Asia, unsurprisingly, possibly leading us out of the, the pandemic. Let's look at the Nikkei, first of all, bearing in mind, bearing in mind that, of course, there is this internal debate about who's going to be the new acting prime minister after Shinzo Abe resigned on Friday. Yeah, I, I think it's what it's uh, and good afternoon, by the way. Uh, I think it's important to realise that whoever takes over this job won't radically change the direction of economic and uh, monetary policy in Japan. Uh, and, and thus it, that, that steady hand has given confidence to the markets. And that's why we've seen uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Nikkei reverse so quickly after its Abe announcement sell off. Uh, this morning, we did have a Bank of Japan official coming out. Uh, saying that they needed to ease more and that they should buy more e, uh, JGBs uh, on a quantitative easing basis uh, and that there would be more easing to come. And that has boosted stock markets in Japan today. Is that, I mean, you, you put your finger on it, don't you really? It, it, we, what we hope for, what the world hopes for, is no real change in what Abe's been doing, whether you feel it's been effective or not, over the past 10, 12 years. Yes, I think that the policies will be fine-tuned rather than radically changed. So I would expect there to be more easing from the Bank of Japan and their 30-year quest to uh, find inflation. Uh, but otherwise, I think you'll see a slow but steady reform uh, in, uh, in the economy, particularly with regards to employment legislation and also corporate governance uh, legislation to make Japan more competitive in the international markets and more attractive for inbound investment. We've seen China's uh, man, uh, services PMIs uh, surging ahead for the fourth month in, in a row. A lot of optimism there. This adds to your narrative, doesn't it, that Asia is going to pull us out of the pandemic, albeit relatively patchily. Is that the correct summation? Yes, I, I think that's the right interpretation. We've seen good data uh, from uh, China as we have for the past few months. And, and that data, particularly the purchasing managers indices for services, and for manufacturing uh, really are outperforming. Uh, so we're definitely seeing China. Um, they've increased uh, imports of Australian uh, or uh, iron ore, copper, uh, thermal coal, etc., etc. despite the tensions with Australia. So we're seeing uh, China really uh, leading Asia out of this um, the, the, this uh, recession, but it does seem to be a north-south divide. So we're seeing South Korea and Taiwan also doing well, um, but the the, re the recovery is much more patchy. Singapore's still deep in a recession and probably will be until a vaccine arrives. Jakarta, Indonesia and Malaysia, peripheral Asia is uh, more slowly recovering, but Australia has rebounded very quickly because it exports a lot to China. Yeah, I'm going to come on to it. There must have been a wry smile on you as a Kiwi's face, mustn't there, when you saw that business about uh, Australia going into the recession for the first time in uh, th a thousand years or whatever it is. It's not that, but you know what I mean. Um, but, the, but the lucky country, like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the lucky country, not that lucky. But I'm guessing, given that what you've said in the past about China sort of, you know, buying everything they're getting out of the ground, that that recession won't last very long. 
Yes, and the more recent data, and we have to remember that, that that GDP number was for quarter two, so it finished at the end of June. Certainly July and August data has been relatively strong from Australia, and the RBA has also signalled that the aid will be lower for longer and will do whatever it takes as well. So despite the lockdowns in Victoria, uh, the recovery in Australia still seems to be uh, proceeding at pace so uh, I think that's good news, and you know that's probably evidenced by the very short-lived sell-off in Australian stocks earlier this week as well. Overall, there was a feeling yesterday that in the run-up to the US elections, November the 3rd, things are going to get fairly choppy, and it looks to me like the markets, as far as the United States is concerned at least, sort of bore that out. There was a, a turn to defensive stocks yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, most of the uh, S&P ascent or rally yesterday was driven by uh, cyclicals such as uh, utilities and uh, banks, financial sector, uh, and not tech, which actually eased slightly. Uh, I think what we're going to see is a lot of uh, tail-chasing volatility intraday running into these elections. And I think the moves that we've seen in international markets overnight with the US dollar uh, with U.S. stocks, with U.S. bonds uh, receiving safe haven inflows. That's the sort of volatility that we're going to have to get used to um, in the next uh, couple of months ahead. And and do you also feel as though this business about, you know, buying anything, which you have, you commented on a couple of weeks mm. ago, is, is, is going to continue? Yes, I think uh, it's important to keep uh, a longer-term perspective because we're going to have very, very noisy days from a volatility point of view for the next two months. It's it's important to keep your eyes on the prize, so to speak, and to take a longer-term view. And the fundamentals of that longer-term view are lower rates for much longer, almost unlimited easing by the globe, central banks, Uh, poor U.S. finances, uh, but also possibly a vaccine arriving in Q4 and the start of a recovery in 2021. And that all points to a lower U.S. dollar, uh, points to higher equity markets as the search for yield goes on in a 0% world, and also uh, asset prices in general, plus a... uh, a, uh, a move out of the United States and into uh, more risk-seeking uh, emerging markets and also into Europe and the, and the United Kingdom as well. Speaking of noise, we're waking up to the usual kind of uh, loud parliamentary debate at least about um, or administrative debate about whether to tax or whether to spend and all the rest of it and lots of advice going to our Chancellor of the Exchequer, our Finance Minister here um, you know, not to raise taxes but to for growth and all the rest of it. Does any of that noise actually penetrate to your area or are we a long, long way away from you? No, no, I, I, I think that's a very sound, uh, sound uh, argument actually. Uh, taxing will be extremely unconstructive at this stage. There's never been a better time for governments to raise money to spend. Interest rates are at record lows. They can effectively raise money for free. Uh, So uh, definitely the stimulus needs to come from the fiscal side. There's no doubt that governments around the world, including the United Kingdom, are going to have to go deeper into debt. Luckily for them, interest rates are effectively zero. So you may as well borrow now and we'll deal with the fallout uh, in the years ahead. But at least they won't have gigantic interest bills that they're going to have to pay. And finally, Jeff, uh, just looking forward to your sort of um, overnight, but our afternoon, the U.S. Uh, weekly jobless claims come in, as they always do. Not a, not, a, not a terribly good guide to what's going on. Do you take any notice of those when they actually arrive on your desk? 
Well, we had another employment number come out last night in the US, the ADP mm. employment, and that was half of what was expected, which was disappointing. So the initial jobless claims will take a greater prominence tonight, uh, and we're looking for about uh, a million a million new claims, another a million Americans heading to the unemployment queues. Uh, that will lead into the non-farm payrolls employment data uh, tomorrow, which will be very, very important and will set the, turn, uh, the, the tone for uh, financial markets over the following week. Jeff Halley, thank you very much. The Business Breakfast on Jazz FM with Oanda. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Uh-huh.